How's it going? Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. My name is George. Today it's just me. And I hope that you like it and I hope you like it enough to subscribe and like and I'd love to hear from you. So hit me up, Instagram, Rogue Dad Podcast or roguedadpodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Be good dads. And we're live. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. I'm your host, George. And I want to start off, I just want to, first I want to say thank you guys for listening. I appreciate any time somebody takes time out of their day to listen to what I have to say, my opinion, you know, what what I'm thinking, or whatever, you know, maybe a guest that I have on. So either way, I want to thank everybody, and, you know, please... Do uh, like and subscribe to the podcast on uh, Spotify, Apple, whatever. Uh, and I'd love to hear from you. You know, uh, you can email me at roguedadpodcast uh, at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at roguedadpodcast or the Dutra Difference or George Dutra. It, it don't matter. Uh, but, man, I would love to hear questions or ideas or anything uh you have for the show so with that being said uh let's get into it um so recently i did a comedy show here at the house and it was pretty vulgar and it made me a little uncomfortable uh that my daughter was there but you know we're we're all in the garage and it was a barbecue kind of thing, you know, where we did four, three comics, got up and did some time. There was probably 10, 11 people there or something. But after watching the video, you know, I really didn't think about it uh, beforehand, which I guess is my fault, but I didn't really think about her being there and the language because, you know, we watch movies and I cuss. But now there's a video of me telling dick jokes and my daughter's in the frame. You know, I, uh, and, you know, on, on the other hand, it's also one of those things like, how much do you really want to shelter your kid? How much do you really want to be fake in front of them? Because her seeing me do stand up, which she doesn't even understand, she was singing, she just saw the microphone, she just wanted to sing. Uh, but her being excluded from things uh, like comedy just, I don't know, it, it doesn't sit well with me, but I also don't like that she was there listening to me do that stuff. Like, I, not that she was listening to me or even paying attention, to be honest with you. <laughs> she was just doing her own thing. I just, man, it was weird. It's always weird having somebody in the audience when you do stand-up uh, but to have your daughter there while you're cussing was just a weird thing. And it just made me think about how she's almost three and she's really starting to mimic everything. I was just telling my buddy John that the other day, I, so when I come home, I go get her and I let her help me park the car. And 
you know, she sees me drive. She sees my wife drive. It's She's no stranger to being in a car. But this was the first time where she told me to get in the passenger side. And she got in the car and without hesitation, like started mimicking, uh, you know, everything that you do to drive. She like uh, adjusted the the stick. She, you know, checked her gauges. You know, she played with the radio a little bit. And then she had like this fake key and she started turning and she started saying, boom, boom, boom. And I've never done that with her. You know, I've never, I mean, I've sat with her and I've got her in the car, but never by herself. She's always on my lap, you know. It's literally just to pull into the garage. But it was just one of those moments where you realize she's not going to be a little kid forever. She's just getting super smart and super smart and super smart and figuring things out. And it really makes you realize that you got to be on your P's and Q's, man. You got to be on your best behavior, which is why the comedy thing kind of bothered me because she's just picking up on everything. And I know she's, like I said, she wasn't paying attention. There was a lot of people there and she just wanted to sing on the microphone, but it just made me aware of what a little sponge she is, you know, and if I want her to absorb the good things and the positive things, I need to do them. Uh, you know, my wife and I are going through a couple changes. You know, we kind of got complacent in our life where we're, you know, we're watching a lot of TV, we're just hanging out, bored, you know, and it's definitely, uh, not a lifestyle that I want my daughter to get used to or to see me doing. I want her to see me being productive. So we're trying to cut back on TV uh, in a really big way. And, you know, I've been turning the TV on in the morning, but only nature, like Nat Geo on Disney Plus. Uh, you know, I put on some kid show or something to where it's not always cartoons, you know, it'd be some nature stuff, animals. Uh, and, you know, I'm writing more. I'm, I'm, I had heard this podcast. Uh, I believe it was Meg Meeker, the girl, the lady who wrote uh, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. And maybe this is some other parenting podcast. I don't remember. Anyway, they were talking about how when your kids start mimicking you, it's you got to do more than just your language. Like your habits have to be uh, good also because they're going to mimic those too. So... It was like, if you want your kids to pick up your toys, then you need to pick up your shit. You know, you can't have your stuff laying around uh, and expect them to do it when they don't see you do it ever, you know? So, it's just, uh, like I said, it it's, all depends on what you want your little sponge to absorb. And I want her to absorb the good things, man. My wife and I, both have a lot of good things that we can teach her, you know, art and music. And my wife's super book smart. I'm super street smart. Uh, we're both good at building things. We both take pride in being into the environment and leaving a small carbon footprint and wildlife. And I don't want her just seeing me on the couch writing jokes for stand up, you know. 
So we're trying to do no electricity once once a week. Uh, you know, reading, just all the changes that you always say you want to, and Rogue is a major factor in that. I mean, you can totally find the groove where you're going to work, come home, eat, wake up, work out, go to work, come home, eat. You know, it's easy to find a little pattern, but it's a little harder to break a pattern and then add something different every, you know, every night, schedule something different, do something different. And I think it's worth talking about because like that, that podcast said, man, they, they're not just mimicking your words. They mimic your movement. And that car, her getting in the car just blew my mind. It was the most complete action that she had did on her own of something that an adult does, you know. Uh, I mean, she gets on her toys and she acts like she's on a phone and stuff like that. But this was like, you know, full body moving an object, trying to uh, reach the pedals and holding on the steering wheel. And just, God, it was so adorable. And it just really put in perspective how smart she's getting. You know, they say you learn more in your first three to five years than the whole rest of your life. And I totally believe it. I used to, I swear I used to think that that was some bullshit. But, dude, it, it, it is 100% true. She's learning everything now to apply later. So it's like, you know, she's in school right now of, of life, you know, of just learning and she's going to be applying what she learns right now later on. So you can either program her a little hard drive with positive and creativity, uh, positivity and creativity and, you know, fairness and love. Or you can, you know, rely on the TV to raise your kid. You can rely on, you know, toys or something other than your parenting, you know, I, uh, I get off at nine and I'm always worried that Rogue's going to be asleep when I get home because that's like my time with her. And it's rough when you get home so late and after work and that's the time you have to spend with your kid because, you know, she sleeps in or, you know, I got to take her to my, my wife to watch her while I'm at work. And I don't want to spend that time watching a movie. I mean, maybe every now and then, I'm not saying movies are bad. I'm not saying TV is bad. There's definitely enough out there to where you don't have to watch dumb shit. You know, I think TV in the probably 90s uh, just became this fucking idiot box. Just this... uh, you know, Jerry Springer and Janie Jones and fucking Maury Povich and just all these dumb, lame talk shows that were just doing absolutely no good. And it always blew my mind why it's not like required to show educational shit during the day. Like if a kid is home, whether it's 
fucking whatever reason, ditching or fucking sick or, you know, no school, whatever the fuck, who cares? Why wouldn't it, why wouldn't it benefit everybody to make it to where until like, oh, I don't know, fucking three o'clock, four o'clock, you can only watch educational shit, you know? It doesn't seem like, uh, it seems like a no-brainer, you know what I mean? It seems like pretty obvious that, If you're going to put a bunch of dumb shit on the TV, people are going to watch it. People are curious, you know. But now that there's more options, you know, there's a lot more to choose from. Back when I was a kid, man, it was like fucking nature was PBS, you know. Uh, cable came out, and I think there was like a National Geographic channel, History channel, uh, and then Nat Geo started coming out with all kinds of ones, like, you know. Nat Geo Wild, Nat Geo this. No, excuse me. Oh, it's early in the morning right now. It's, I don't know, it's, it's 11.18. <laughs> it's almost noon. But it it just really, uh, her doing that in the car, it just really put into perspective that I need to step my game up. That I need to uh, be set a better example. And I still remember fucking very vividly uh, my mom just being overweight and just sitting around the house doing nothing you know on her phone on the phone all the time that was when they didn't have cell phones they had a long ass phone from the kitchen or you know it's just everything that I am right now as far as um, my interest in physical fitness my interest in you know uh preserving the planet, you know, I mean, I mean, I realize that's a huge, uh, thing to take on, but in my little way, you know, my wife and I are a little way we do try to, uh, live healthy, clean, uh, sustainable life. You know, that's our goal to get a farm and, uh, not be a drain and show that our daughter that, you know, Fuck fast food, man. It's it's so crazy. It's so crazy. I heard this statistic the other day. I was listening to uh, Joel Santani or something like that. Uh, he's on. He's a organic farmer, and he was on Joe Rogan the other day, and he was saying that pound for pound, a Snickers costs more than their grass fed beef, <laughs> and it's got it, it, it's true. I mean, a pound of Snickers. So a Snickers is. You know, a dollar ninety nine. Uh, Grass fed beef is probably five ninety nine a pound. So, in order to get a pound of Snickers, I mean, one can't weigh but a couple ounces. You know, a few ounces, if that. You know. Uh, so, it's just crazy how food is. The worse it gets, is the cheaper it gets. It's like, why are we not? pushing farming, especially with this COVID shit, man, especially with people dying and fucking pandemic and uh, your health being a huge factor in uh, preconditioned, uh, pre-existing conditions. And, you know, it just boggles my mind that more people aren't into their health. And I see it all the time, man. I work at a grocery store. I see fucking fat, fucking disgusting people, the majority and it's like, I'm not expecting people to be, you know, fucking swimsuit models. 
but definitely be able to walk up a flight of stairs without fucking running out of breath. You know, definitely be able to carry your groceries from your trunk to your fucking kitchen without having to rest because your back fucking hurts or something, you know, like I just, I totally do not understand how people, and I know there's other contributing factors like probably depression or, uh, you know, abuse or, you know, other things that lead for somebody, lead somebody to go down that road where they're like fucking 400 pounds or, you know, 300 pounds, fucking five, six or something, you know, but I was telling my wife this the other day that we possess all we need in order to be who we want. Now, I know some people will be thinking that that's not necessarily true because maybe somebody can give you advice or somebody can teach you a new way to do something or somebody can, you know, uh, show you a new method of uh, way of thinking or whatever. But, you're still the one thinking. You still possess the ability to take in that information and use it as you see fit. That ability wasn't, it's not like you're going to meet somebody and they're going to give you the new ability, the capacity to love more or, you know, uh, I mean, it's, we possess everything that we need in order to be the people we want. Uh, And, that's what I want to do with Rogues. I want to give her the right things to possess the right things, right qualities in order to be who she wants. You know, I want her to believe in herself and never think, fuck, I can't do that, man. I'm too small or I can't do that. I'm too fucking weak. You know, fuck that, dude. Who's that guy that said, give me a big enough fulcrum and a big enough stick and I can move the world? I forget, like Arkham. Archimedes or Archimedes or something. Anyway, uh, you know, I want her to believe in herself. I want her to uh, know that she can fucking do it. God damn, Donald Trump is president. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, he used to say, "Tell your kids they can be president one day," and you're supposed to tell them, "Yeah." And now it's like, dude, you can't even. You, you couldn't write this shit. It's fucking crazy that Donald Trump is president. Uh, So, just remember that your kids gain a huge part of their confidence from you, your parents, uh, their parents. Uh, You know, they gain confidence from when, you know, if they spill something in the kitchen and you fucking yell at them. You know, it's an accident. You know what I mean? Or if, you know, she breaks something. You know, it's an accident. Like, when you yell at them, you're taking a little notch out of their fucking confidence every time. Out of their self-belief, their self-worth. And you got to be patient. You got to be patient. You got to know that, I mean, I'm not saying they don't throw their cups. I'm not saying they don't get mad and throw things. And then that's when you can, uh, you know, you can discipline a little. But in the grand scheme of things, man, she's throwing that cup because of something else. She's not mad at that cup. She wants fucking mac and cheese or whatever, you know. She wants what she wants. 
and she doesn't really know how to express that yet. So, and it'll happen soon. But until then, it's, you know, it's frustrating for her sometimes, I'm sure, you know, and not being able to articulate what you want or how you feel. So just be patient, you know. That's, I see that when I am patient with Rogue, like if she spills something, she'll say, uh-oh, and I'll say, oh, hey, it's cool. It's cool. It's just an accident, man. Just make sure whenever you spill something, you come get me. Come get mommy or daddy, you know, and we'll take care of it. And I'm not saying I'm fucking perfect. I'm not saying, uh, you know, sometimes if she breaks something important or, you know, gets paint on the wall or something, I don't have, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't have the perfect reply for everything. But I definitely uh, try to navigate her um, her different phases, her different attitudes, her different likes and dislikes with her psyche and mind. You know, I a good example is uh, she like puts the fucking water, the the shower head, you know, on her private parts, and she starts laughing. And I'm like, hey, knock that off, you know? Don't do that. Because in my mind, my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter just figured out masturbation, you know? But in her mind, she just has no idea what that is. She has no idea that that's a private thing or that it's even a thing. She just knows that the water feels good, you know? And she's giggling, and it's completely innocent, but because I'm dad... You know, it makes me feel super uncomfortable, you know, uh, to see that. But my wife was like, look, you can't get upset when she does things like that because then she's going to, you know, have, uh, it's going to have a stigma attached to it, you know, and she's not going to want to, you know, uh, come to us if there is a problem or, you know, I had to, not being a girl, you know, I, I really had to listen to my wife and take her advice because she's right, you know. I know if I was jerking off when I was a kid, you know, my mom came and was like, what are you doing? He's fucking sicko, you know. (laughs) You know, I'd probably feel pretty shitty too, but. So, you know, it's just, you got to navigate them with their confidence and their self-worth in mind because you're building it. You're creating it with the way you respond to them and the the task that you give them. Are you always bailing them out and not letting them figure shit out? Are you always fucking, you know, picking up their toys and never making them do it? Are you always, you know, uh, getting her out of trouble? Because all of that is important. All of that problem solving and the cognitive thinking of being able to figure things out, that's super important. And if you're constantly solving problems for them, they're not going to gain those skills. And they're going to be fucking five years old still using a fucking sippy cup or something, you know? So you got to let them be them. Even when they're mad, even when they're fucking having tantrums, let them get it out. Let them know that you understand it sucks. But you can still put them on timeouts. You know, you can still discipline because you don't want your kid to grow to be a little fucking crazy-ass little chimpanzee, you know, bouncing off walls and shit. But... 
you can't do it from a place of frustration. And if you are frustrated, I highly recommend counting to 10 or like going to the bathroom, shut the door, just step away for a second. Uh, because, man, when you raise your voice to a little kid, it's devastating, you know. I forget what she did. I think she knocked over Tyson's water or something like that. I forget. And I was like, wrong! Like, I screamed it because I was kind of trying to prevent it. Like, I can see it getting ready to happen, but I was a little late, and it startled her so much that she, like, came and hugged me, and, you know, I thought she was going to cry, and she does this thing when she knows she's in trouble where she repeats everything you say, where you'll be like, hey, you can't do that. She'll say, you can't do that. So, uh... It's devastating when you raise your voice to them, when you make, you scare them. That's what you're doing. You're scaring them. You're her world, and here you are yelling her name at an accident, you know? So you got to keep that in mind, man. You got to keep in mind how much your opinion of them means to them. Like, all they want to do is all the things you do. Like, my daughter goes and gets the guitar, it's fucking, I love it. It's so adorable. But she's doing it because she wants to be like dad. You know? And that's a huge responsibility because, you know, what you do, they're going to end up doing. So, you know, I just want to say uh, be cautious of it, you know? Be, uh, keep that in mind that you're just not yelling at the mistake you're yelling at, you know, a, a growing mind, a growing heart, a growing ego, a growing soul, a growing, you know, all of it. So you can either feed the ego and tell her that she's fucking perfect all the time and do everything for her and then she's going to grow up to be a little snob or you can be fair and you can be honest and teach her the balance of what to do, what not to do, what's right, what's wrong and... Give her the skills to make good decisions, you know, and be be uh, able to rely on herself. Uh, not have to ask you for everything or, you know, it's going to be a, a huge help for later on in life. So, yeah, you know, I just wanted to share that little story about the car and how it really made me think about how much we influence our kids. And I knew it was a great deal, but, man, the 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 fluidity of how she did that, the movements, man, like grab the stick, uh, put the blinkers on, did the fucking, you know, the fake key, started revving with her mouth. It was just so adorable. And it really showed me, man, that you got to lead by example. So... I hope this little uh, cleanse my wife and I are doing, this little uh, life cleanse, you know, eating better, going to bed at a better time, uh, less TV, more, uh, you know, more creativity, more education. Uh, I believe it's going to be a big help. And I, I mean, it's only been a few days and I've already seen a difference. Uh, like she's not screaming to have the TV on first thing you know she's not 
she's hanging out with us. You know, she went and got the guitar. We hung out and did Baby Shark. I don't know, like three times last night. It was so freaking cool. So I promise if you hang out with your kids, man, it'll be worth it. And that's all they want to do, man. That's all she wants to do is hang out with you. You know, she just wants you to keep showing her life, man. Keep showing her all the things you need to do, you need to learn. And, uh, oh, you know, I did want to say something about like, because everyone's home right now and I'm sure a lot of people are relying on TVs for uh, babysitting or keeping their kids occupied. I mean, I only have one kid. I couldn't imagine if I had two, three, four kids. But you don't always have to show them cartoons. You know, like, I like Disney, but I really don't like how they have the whole damsel in distress fucking uh, story over and over and over and over. I mean, I get that the women end up being strong and I get all that, but they're always trying to get some boy to like them or they need some boy to save them or, you know, I, I just... I don't want her watching all that shit and thinking that I want her, you know, so she's watching, uh, I try to stay, steer clear of the, I mean, I hate to admit, but that's why I like Masha, this little Russian cartoon, this little Russian, because she's a little badass, you know, she's a little terror. And my daughter also likes Princess Sophia, uh, the first princess. <laughs> and, I don't like that because it's not that I don't want her to be girly. I just don't want her to, I don't want her to be stuck up. I don't want her to be a little princess, man. I don't. I want her to be a queen. You know, I want her to be a warrior queen. And I think that we just let them watch what they want because then we can do what we want. And I'm over that. I'm over it. So I've been trying to do more nature stuff, more uh, brain games. You know, they have stuff like that. And even on YouTube, she's been watching stuff like uh, marbles and different colors. And uh, she watched this video, I don't know how many times the other day, I think it was yesterday, of uh, car tires running over things. Like, at first it was like, uh, you know, cans of paint. Then it was eggs. Then it was... But she's getting farther away from the animated stuff and getting more into, at least from what I'm seeing, you know, I'm not with her all day, but I've noticed she's been watching some weird foreign shit, you know, where uh, like marbles and tennis balls and grapes and all these different colors and shapes and stuff, you know. So I like that. I like that she's inquisitive like that. So... I think uh, I think we're good. So another episode of the Rogue Dad podcast, and uh, I'm trying to line up a couple guests. If you know of any, or if you want to be on the show, you know we can Zoom. Uh, I know my audience isn't that wide, but I uh, I think this is a good uh, cause. You know, my other podcast, The Dutra Difference, was just you know me trying to be a fucking wannabe Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Uh, just trying to talk to interesting people, just trying to... But this podcast, the Rogue Dad podcast, I really feel like it has a place out there because every book I've heard, every seminar I watch on YouTube, every little 
parenting thing I've seen. It's so religious based. Uh, so you got to take everything with a little bit of like fucking religion spoon fed to you in this shit, you know, and I, I can't stand it. Uh, re- religion with or without it doesn't make me a good dad. I don't need to fucking hear about it in order to be a good father. Uh, and I really feel like this podcast has a place out there because I don't think there's anything like it, man. Tattooed ex-con changed his life around and now he's fucking dad of the year. I, dude, I take pride in being a dad. I take pride that I love hanging out with my kid and my family. And that wasn't always the case for men, you know? And I know my lack of family and lack of having a dad around and having a shitty mom has a huge uh, a part to play in why I want to be around my family so much. But it doesn't take away uh, the importance of dads like me to uh, have a forum, to know that uh, the parenting advice just isn't for guys in loafers and fucking slacks. You know what I mean? Like, there's some punk rock dads out there too. And we get shit done, just like all the other motherfuckers. And I just, I haven't seen any tattooed fucking dads writing books, no rock star dads writing books, you know, no athlete writing parenting books. I'm sure they got autobiographies, I'm sure they got, you know, shit like that, but no one's talking about their kids. And I really think we should. Like, they're important. They're, uh, you know, as fucking cliche as it sounds, they're our fucking future, man. So we can keep fucking raising dummies that don't work out and get sick when a fucking little-ass virus comes around. Or we can raise fucking healthy, smart, uh, confident, health-conscious, fucking earth-conscious, just conscious people. You know, she's a little human. I want to keep her as my little girl, you know, my little baby for longer than I probably will be able to, but the fact is she's a little human and she's going to be an adult and she's going to go out in the world and whether she contributes or whether she's a drain, it's pretty much up to me. So spend some fucking time with your kids, man. They're the shit. And I promise they'll, uh, they'll definitely reward you for it. So that's the show. Hit me up on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can email me at roguedadpodcasts at gmail.com. And yeah, be good dads. Peace. I want to take a little time to remind everybody that businesses are starting to open back up. We need to support local businesses. More importantly, I want to give a shout out to American Gym. Uh, out in Placentia, uh, Brian Hood runs it. It's a great gym. They can definitely use the business if you're looking to get in shape after being sick. This Corona, start taking care of your health. American Gym will get you fit. Believe that. And it's not one of those ego gyms either, man. It's a good gym. So go down there, Costa Mesa, American Gym, off Placentia, 17th. Get healthy.